0: So there I was, machete in hand, clearing my way through the jungle. And I saw it, the shining pale skin of the base of my shaft. I'm not some sort of colonial adventurer in the Sahara or Kenya. I'm trimming my balls with the Lawnmower 3.0. And now lawnmowers might be boring shit that Dad uses on the weekend, but I tell you, Dad's not using this on anyone, but maybe himself. Because Manscaped is here to deal with all your pube trimming needs. Use the code Brisbane at checkout to get free shipping and 20% off. Manscaped. Hey, listen, how good is it to have the boys back on the box? <laughs> Hello Brisbane. Uh... Minister for Sports says Brisbane crowds are consistently the league's biggest. North Korea launching an intermediate range missile over Brisbane's new bike hire scheme. What am
1: I going to see in Paris that I
0: can't see in Ashford? Like at what point is a Highgate Hill? At what point is it South Brisbane or South Bank? You
1: will find the location of where the treasure of Brisbane is hidden, mate. When I arrived, they
0: advised I needed some 4X. Hello and welcome to Unpacking Brisbane. It's a very exciting episode for you here because we're doing a suburb that's not too far down the road, Henry, but it's very different in terms of culture, uh, in terms of everything I stand for, and in terms of name. What suburb are we doing? We're doing Schmosef of Shmile.
1: No, we're doing uh, <laughs> Kelvin, Grove. <laughs> Kelvin Grove. Kelvin Grove. And if you Grove. ever wondered how Brisbane this podcast was, folks... A 4X gold truck just drove past the <laughs> Action Street Studios, clearly, like, stalled their gears or something, and almost as we were listening to the intro titles, just then managed to scoot away towards Suncorp Stadium. So it's almost comically Brisbane at some points, this thing. Yeah. Um,
0: it's going to be horrible when we have to move and just live in, like, a normal house in a quasi-normal suburb in a quasi-normal street. doesn't have to happen, man. No, it doesn't have to happen. I, I
1: mean, signed a 100-year lease. Like, kidding! Like the Guinness factory. Now, this was a thousand. This was a thousand. Years, I didn't. Do, I didn't go. That which way.
0: has been has been my dad very boringly when he came to Ireland. Uh, you know, they're talking excitedly about the thousand year lease, and he just leans over to me and goes, "No, that'd never hold up in court." Oh, get and off! It's like, "Yeah, I know it's so not going to hold up in court." No one thinks this is this legally binding thing. But also, who's suing Guinness, Ireland's dad? Yeah, to get their land back. No, exactly. Nightmarish. I agree with you. Anyway, we'll save that for Unpacking Dublin because right now you're listening to Unpacking Brisbane here on Radio 647 <laughs> and we'll take you out today with the sweet sounds of the mangroves. Yeah. We have a gig. They do. And it's my honour today to sit down with the bassist Thank from you. the mangroves. <laughs> Very exciting. Thank you. This
1: is going to be a long form interview <laughs> about the mechanics of bass. <sighs> uh, no, lefties. not just our political persuasion, <laughs> it's also our venue. Up the road, this uh, uh,
0: old time music
1: hall. Oh shit! And we do play somewhat old music in that we mm. are inspired by the 1980s era. of Very true. Brisbane music. So in- I think
0: when they say old time, they like are clearly trying to be like early 30s or 40s.
1: No, I think they mean
0: go between zero. Yeah, they <laughs> mean <yeah, yeah. laughs> You know when you'd go into a saloon and hear the hoodoo gurus and yeah. stuff. It's totally normal. That's exactly right. Uh, but it is our honour to announce our biggest gig yet, and it's going to be the big one. Here. If you've come to a Mangroves gig, if you haven't, this is the one you've got to save up your pennies for. I mean, not really. Ticket's are like $15, but we are playing at Lefty's. That's a lot for some
1: people, mate. That's very true. Who aren't in music. JobKeeper ending at the end of March. March 28th, JobKeeper runs out. But, kidding. But our gig's March 25th. Oh, fuck So it. use that last sweet little bit yeah, of JobKeeper and come to us. little slice
0: of JobKeeper cash to enjoy the Mangroves. It's going to be a lot of fun. I heard a rumor Bruce Springsteen was considering flying into open for us. I mean that's unsubstantiated, he's Henry, doing
1: but it. he's doing an acoustic set which is annoying, but if all the E Street band had to yeah. quarantine, there just wouldn't be enough room in the that's hotel. Not true.
0: Well, I thought they were gonna do like the Love Actually thing where the E Street band is strategically oh. placed around the venue. Yep. Bruce thinks he's alone, yeah. but he starts singing Born to Run and then Clarence Clemens Ghost gets up from making, one of those chairs.
1: Making us do what I'm sure Kira Knightley did in Love Actually be like Oh, not many of my actual friends there were they? It was just mainly <laughs> uh, mainly instrumentalist. was said, a sweet uh, gesture at the time.
0: You said there was no room for Aunt Kathy. Uh. Because there was a fucking fourth oboe mm. sitting where she could have been. Didn't uh, but my black husband didn't have
1: any family there. It really did look like quite a right crowd out there.
0: He walks in and it's just yeah. Shuatel is your four. I mean his best friend is white. And he also kissed her. Did you ever wonder, you know, the black man that sings All You Need Is Love? Yeah. And his reaction is like, oh, come on. Is it meant to be a famous person or I is th- it like his brother? Oh, I thought it was Seal. <laughs> I don't know what's
1: I don't know what you're talking
0: about. I mean, he, sa- he sounds like Seal. I'll give you an out there, Henry, mm. musically- no, It's very think. similar yeah, to Seal. Exactly. I
1: uh, <laughs> 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 oh, love it. What's that, Seal? You want a kiss from a think rose? I've got a fish from a rose. Oh, it's Seal. A
0: fish for a rose. A fish <laughs> named a rose. Oh, but Henry, I don't have a lot of housekeeping outside of that. It's nah. only house. Uh, the only thing I, I do want to address this rumor at the outset uh, there's no relation between Kelvin Grove and the man groves. None of it. You know, there's not a suburb called the man grove. No. Uh Very different mm-hmm. concepts. But yeah, thanks to everyone in advance who wrote in. Thank you. There actually weren't a ton of you, which made it very easy to figure out what to say. We knew what to say.
1: Mm. Um and we will just say this before we get into it. We'd like to quash the rumors. Joe nor I are having an affair with uh, Wally Lewis. The king has um well, he's he's gone out into his kingdom mm. at some points. And um kingdom come. And uh kingdom come often. But so Joe and right. I, we know what you're saying. We know that we are, in many ways, the libido of Brisbane, uh, but it wasn't us.
0: We're the, we're the beating, throbbing schlong mm. of this city. Well manicured, thanks to
1: Manscaped. Very well manicured. Very well manicured. Um, But no, the the golden statue, do not be tempted no. by
0: eye. Uh, Although we did, we did share a kiss, not you and I, near Wally Lewis on the weekend. Oh, yeah, we did. It was well, part of a challenge and a scavenger hunt. Yes. But, again, for all who saw that, it doesn't mean not, really. that Wally Lewis is dating Henry or I. When? Now, strategically, mm. we have avoided denying that he's dating both of us in, at the same time. Thrupple, we didn't In rule some out. sort of polycule or, or no, thrupple. We didn't rule cool out thrupple. But we will rule out individual relationships with Wally Lewis. We're not
1: ruling out that we taught him everything he knows about rugby league. No, no, no. We clearly coached him. We um, we changed his game. Yeah, We told him to win ugly. <laughs> but do, are we happily settled down, getting through the Queen's gambit, which he doesn't like anymore because obviously him and the Queen, he's not on the best relationships with Queen's. But um, listen, Wally, uh, shocking news when there is uh, trouble in the monarchy <laughs> of Brisbane. But Joe and I had nothing to do with it and we hope that's clear from this statement. Kelvin Grove,
0: Wikipedia will, will be Henry, thank you for that wonderful soliloquy. Thanks, man. It's triumphant, it's strong, but you're going to have to back it up with a guess. Oh, yeah. What is the population of Kelvin Grove? Now, I'll say this at the outset. I was driving through Kelvin Grove today to get a brief bit of content for the pod. Mm. Let this not influence you either way. I'm always surprised by how few houses there are at Kelvin Grove. I, I- but to me, it just seems like a uni campus on a massive scale. But with uni campuses, does come uni accommodation, so it's a it's a fascinating little quandary you have for yourself here, Hen.
1: Hate to undermine that great context setting. Um, I would never lie to the unpakistanis. I, I saw I've it, seen it. I saw. Well, I saw seven thousand. I didn't see. Nah. I stopped myself. Get,
0: the, get close. Seven six 7, nine hundred twenty-seven. <laughs> so yeah, just have to
1: be transparent there, guys. Yep. good of you to be transparent. Wouldn't want to get ordered. Now that
0: number is a lot higher than I thought it was. Yeah. Must be like student residences. Yeah. Oh, there's like Kelvin Grove that is near the KFC. Yeah, there, there's a bit of suburbia in the back lots of, yeah. the, of, of the chicken. Well, either way, I mean, that actually goes criminally unmentioned. It in does. Wikipedia. But what the Wikipedia does tell us about Henry mm. is Joseph Bancroft, who is the reason... Hey, mate. Another Joe. Good. C- can I tell you Glad something? Glad we're out there in the world.
1: The 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 Wikipedia reads not as a history of Kelvin Grove. It reads as a fucking chapter from the biography of Joseph Bancroft. The guy comes up so many times throughout it, he just pops his little Remember, head. I've
0: never heard of before, except for when he bloody tampered the ball in South Africa. Well, that was going to be my question, mate. Oh, there's a Bancroft Street in Kelvin Grove.
1: Well, oh, true. And you just drive down it with your hands <laughs> in your undies undermining one of our great national teams who really have not been able to rebuild since. No. And now we're trying to go back to South Africa. I wonder if Bancroft spread the COVID over there Yeah, to avoid recriminations of his The crime. new
0: mutant strain is mm. just his spit. Yeah. Just constantly spitting on South African people to make them sick.
1: The sandpaper and things. Yeah, no, well, knows? When
0: sandpaper bonds to coronavirus, it becomes an ultimate... Or- Altogether more deadly disease.
1: That's the mutant <laughs> strain. But Doctor Joseph Bancroft, a maybe doctor. maybe father of of the batsman, uh, built a residence in the area in 1865. Probably not the father then, which he called Kelvin Grove, named after Kelvin Grove Park. But there, he's got it all as one word. So like Kelvin Grove Park in Glasgow. Kelvin Grove that he remembered fondly, and this is the origin of the suburb's name, of course. Now. Glasgow, being a little bit of a sister city there to the suburb of Kelvin Grove, that's a bit fun.
0: Um, you've been to Glasgow? I have. Glasgow. i got to say, Henry, I, I know you might disagree with me on this. I think Glasgow, now I had fun there. It's mm. one of the all-time shitholes. It is a run-down northern industrial town. Uh, There's cool po- – went to one of the great bars I've ever been to there. But it's just waking up from its industrial slumber. I imagine okay. it's like maybe what Brisbane was in the seventies and eighties, coming out of Elkie peterson like just starting to wake up to be an international city.
1: All oh, right, I love Glasgow, really. But
0: I obviously- do you think it's anything like Kelvin Grove?
1: Um, no, I <laughs> ma- no. no. <laughs> I imagine there is a few unemployed artists wandering around in both of them, but I, me being one of them at the time, but I was on exchange in Edinburgh. And very close. Very, very close. About 40 minutes on the bus. And that was, I liked getting away from Glasgow because it was quite a distinct contrast to Edinburgh. Edinburgh's very historical and British, and you sort of feel like you're walking through a bit of Hogwarts on mm. every street in a way. But then Glasgow, maybe, maybe it was because, you know what? Maybe I felt a little bit at home in Glasgow. And I did say this at the time. It is a bit, if Edinburgh is Melbourne, then. Glasgow does have mm. a Brisbane vibe about it. It's a bit non-assuming. Had a great curry
0: there. Um, I had the best buttered chicken of my life in Glasgow. Oh, I, the, I actually it, had the best curry of my life in Glasgow. It, I agree with you on that. And I didn't have I remember be, it.
1: I didn't have the best buttered chicken of my life at like some famous Indian restaurant in Glasgow. It was at the pub. It <laughs> was just down from where like, Sage and stuff were saying well, on the,
0: their exchange. Well, they invented chicken tikka masala in Glasgow.
1: Is this the story about how... There was the truck driver and there was a car cu- and they bumped a thing of cream and it went in the vat of chicken tikka masala and they were like, just serve it anyway because we don't want to throw away the whole batch because times were tough. <laughs> I'm,
0: this pretty, is I'm either- pretty sure that's not how chicken tikka masala was oh, No, is it digit. is.
1: They were making just like another nah, curry is- and then they went,
0: oh, because they're all four. <laughs> oh, no. Blame it. <laughs> no. Oh, no. I spilled the cream. I spilled <laughs> my Sunday cream in masala. So I put cream in all the colour. <laughs> I thought what happened was a... I mean, it's not dissimilar to that. I'm pretty sure the way chicken tikka masala was invented was a guy working in a restaurant. I, th- I assume he was Scottish or maybe like of Indian heritage. Mm-hmm. Um, just had some leftover like chicken thighs, a can of Campbell's tomato soup and some spices oh. and he put it all together. And that was what Chicken Tikka Masala was.
1: And then he threw the can out the window. Into it. And a, a young New York artist was walking <laughs> along at the beginning of his career. He
0: goes, that, I need that. Eh, why are you painting my can? <laughs> Give me my fucking can back, lad. It's a Chicken Tikka Masala. I've done a poo in the pot. Just serve it.
1: <laughs> That's how chicken... Yeah.
0: Sh- Actually, another beautiful sh- Australian sh- link shitting. with Glasgow is... Um, it's where Jimmy Barnes was born. Ah. It was not from Brisbane.
1: Working hard to make a curry. <laughs> I got this cream near another kind. What? I bumped it in and suddenly I thought it tasted mighty fine. Oh, oh, oh. ticker masala. ticker <laughs> <ticka masala. laughs>
0: <laughs> cl- Um, Jimmy, I, I love t- it. It's like, oh, <laughs> oh,
1: oh, oh, Campbell's tomato soup can. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. And it was, painting it outside. What are you looking at? You're looking at the story of how chicken chicken tickets. We're now just done packing curry, which is what I wish we'd done with the podcast anyway. Nice. So,
0: So a bus driver came off a shift, ordered a chicken curry, sent it back to the waiter saying it's dry. At this time, this guy's dad had an ulcer and was having a plate of tomato soup. So, he put some tomato soup within the curry with some spices. And the bus driver loved it, came back again and again and again and again. There was a
1: truck or a bus. You're right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've got an ulcer. (laughs)
0: No, no, it was the the chef's dad who had an ulcer. So he just saw his dad. It's like, you know, in BBC Sherlock where he'd see three unrelated objects and, like, solve the fucking hound or the hound or whatever. He literally saw, like, (laughs) dry curry, his dad's ulcer, and tomato soup and was like, (laughs) I don't know how to combine these. (laughs) (laughs) There's just ulcer medication in every spoonful of chicken tikka masala. Chicken tikka ulcer. Uh, But, yes, uh, on Bancroft and Kelvin Grove (laughs) itself in Brisbane... Uh, again, what I wouldn't have given to just be a settler of Brisbane in the early days. It was yep. the loosest naming conventions, the loosest attitude to anything.
1: Based on the history we've seen from other Brisbane suburbs, we should be considering ourselves lucky that it's not just called Bancroft.
0: This yeah, it's a good legit, suburb that, name. Yeah, um, sounds like a state electorate, and now you're a federal member for Bancroft. Question. Yes. State to the member.
1: Seeing as Kelvin Grove was named after uh, Bancroft's favourite park in Glasgow... Mm. say you are from Brisbane and you go to another city in the world and you find a suburb you quite like. Oh good what question. Park from your home city being Brisbane. Do you name that um that park?
0: That that the suburb New Farm Park.
1: You but you at, you keep park. So there so there's a suburb called New Farm Park.
0: Oh, yeah, you're right, because the suburb... Because cool. then it's just New Farm. I'm struggling to write my head. Because the only other park I can think of is Neil Macrossan Park.
1: Well, I've already done this, and I went to Italy. Roma. That's <laughs> how I named Roma. <laughs> it's a Roma. Roma. Come to the beautiful Roma I Street. Can't,
0: I can't think of a single park. You, you can't, can't think of a single park? In Brisbane. Um... Ithaca War Memorial Park well,
1: yeah, Musgrave
0: Musgrave would be a cool name For a suburb
1: Just walking through Musgrave Mic- Sounds like Like a pretty dingy area Like yeah. yeah
0: mate I was raised on the wrong side Of Musgrave Jeez, You man. know I slept in a bed With my grandmother And my 10 siblings Until yeah, I, I was a, old enough To get a job I got a six.
1: scholarship And um
0: okay, yeah. I never Let's forgot just say weren't and-
1: many, It was pretty embarrassing People would say Do you want to lift home And
0: I'd say you don't want to drive out. Walk no, walk, from. man. Oh, where are
1: you from? Have Oh, Musgrave. Uh,
0: that's actually why I started cross country is, you know, I had to run home every day. Yeah. Enough Ten good. miles to Musgrave. I called it. And that was the name of my first album. Without shoes. Um. Ten miles to, <laughs> miles miles to Musgrove t- without t- shoes t- yeah. <laughs> Um, Kelvin Grove <laughs> Road <laughs> State School. I've what a in. stupid
1: fucking name. Kelvin Grove Road State School. Kelvin Grove Road State School. Feeling more affinity to the road than the suburb upon which the road is named. Now, before Whatever, I get too
0: critical about it, yeah. we did go to a school called St. Joseph's College Gregory Terrace. So I spent about
1: 40 minutes explaining to Georgia. She was like, Why is it named after the street? And I was like, Sit down. <laughs> there, was, there was one school, and then there was a rugby game about who but they was were getting, they said the they And they played for I the colors. She was like, Stop screaming. you're care. scaring sushi Ito. <laughs> Kelvin Grove Road State School opened in 1875. In 1887, it was split into Kelvin Grove Road Boys State School and Kelvin Grove Girls and Infants State School.
0: I like the idea of Infants State School. Mm. I also love the blatant sexism of the time of are like, all right, we've got two categories, boys and girls and infants.
1: Oh, are you reading that as the girls and infants got sent Oh, to I'm the... thinking there was a oh, Kelvin Grove yeah. girls and
0: infants state school.
1: That is terrible. But it's almost like women and children, isn't it? Like, women and children
0: first. Yeah.
1: Maybe Kelvin Grove boys state school was flooding. And they said,
0: quick, dra- <laughs> quick on the lifeboats, get on the Noah's infants. Ark, they were like, get the female giraffe and the child giraffe on first.
1: Yeah, that's what they said.
0: Yeah. I'm an infant. Oh, I'm going to a new school. With You've the got girl. no idea what a giraffe sounds like, do you, Henry? No. You haven't. A well, fucking they've got
1: long necks, so it's like... <laughs> <laughs> in my mind,
0: like by the time they've said anything, because it takes so long for the sound to travel down, they're like on to the next thing. Yeah, oh. so they think everyone is really slow. Like Lisa, but they're just her. they're just hearing it in real time. It's like, oh, my neck is so long. Yeah, that's what they say. Oh yeah, I agree. Imagine if when the boy when the boys' school and the
1: girls' school got split, the boys are all like, God damn it, man! I was so keen to get with Stacy. And Stacey's going off, and there's just like some baby being like,
0: "Hey, <laughs> yeah, dick! Hey, yeah, it's me, Terence. <laughs> um, it's Terence the infant. I'ma steal your bitch. <laughs> oh, I sh- I shit in my nappy and all. Shit on her chest.
1: Pardon me. We're man? really into it. Terence, what? You're a freak.
0: Terence has a scatological finish. because Mum always spanked me after she wiped oh, yeah. my bottom. I'm a little Oedipus baby. Yeah, I am fucked up, man.
1: <laughs> Terence, you're an ins- I'm,
0: I'm in state school and I was fucking one. Terrence you're a it's like, deranged ah, well, baby My kids won Time for them to go to KG Guess my child
1: This infant It's time to go to Kelvin Grove Road State School Road School State Road Kelvin Grove Park Run takes place Every Saturday at 7am On a Nogger Creek bikeway Filled with boring people <laughs> They start 100 metres From the end of Bishop Road uh, I just wanted there's to put that in. there's also no personality. I just wanted to
0: put that uh, in because it's quite literally on the Wikipedia page, mm. which is clearly just a community notice board for Kelvin Grove. Someone's just added now, to that Henry, recently. Henry, I often go through these fits of uh, wanting to get fit, for lack of a better standard phrase. Nice. EG currently into my yoga. Uh, I'm going to start doing some boxing for fitness classes probably. Cool. Uh, you know, and you, I think you do that too. Like, you're probably better than I, but just these waves of like, I'm going to get fit, I'm going to commit, and then back and forth. It's hard to. Never commit. fucking once... Have I been tempted to do park run? Never, not once. You can't even name a park, let alone run in one. No, literally. No. Well, I think I've accidentally been roped into doing park run. Not at Kelvin Grove, but because for this weird summer semester course I'm doing, we have to do this run for justice at 7 a.m. on Tuesday morning. Mm. And we're just doing the UQ park run route.
1: I thought i oh, you're so, doing the route, but you're not doing the actual park. Well, route. I don't. Man, the, well, the park run's only on Saturdays, I think.
0: Oh no, no. I thought. Or Sunday. I thought there were like several a week.
1: I don't know, but man, they're like evangelical, the people who do it. Yeah. They act as if- How's your 5Ks. park run time?
0: Yeah. Oh, what? It's, um- they act as if running, yeah, running 5Ks or running 10Ks outside of park run mm. is like a joke. There's also like-, like Oh, it's not real if, unless you're jostling shoulders with like 80 other sweaty people.
1: We had the person who was like running, running. Bad choice of words, but operating Park Run for Brisbane. And they, well, I mean, I hope they're running too. I hope they Put do. Put your money on, where your mouth is. What if they were just some fat <laughs> bloke? just being well, like, it's like it's like that very... Yeah, I started a Park Run.
0: It's like that very cruel but like famous photo of Belgium's Minister for Health and it was just this yeah. morbidly obese woman. Yeah, <laughs> Still exactly. doesn't stop you knowing about health. No. No, you can be. But here. if you're doing Park Run, I hope you like... Well,
1: it's like the nurses smoking outside the hospital. Yeah. Sort of um, I mean,
0: they have a stressful job. Let them off the hook, mate. Absolutely, mate. Hey, Campbell, know, let them off the hook. They're on the front
1: line. um. But they... Yeah, park run. I think people go to it and they were telling us about the numbers and they, they often are getting, you know, thousands of people and it's not a wide course at times. So I think from what I hear, it's just like running with lots and lots of people. was like, mate, that's not fun. That's just a bloody riot at some point, isn't it? Yeah. That's just a coup. I think there's a parkrun in Myanmar. I think they're
0: slowly building up the numbers to... Take you know, everyone's I wouldn't like, be, everyone's, be, like, everyone's, be like, everyone's like, oh, Scott Morrison, evangelical Christian. Yeah, mm, sure. We've had Christians for thousands of years. That's it, fine. What we haven't had, the unknown quantity, the Parkrunners. Mm. There like are a billion Catholics in Ireland and they couldn't, you know, and take in a it hundred over.
1: years from now, when Parkrunn has taken over our country, mm. there'll be a Parkrun Prime Minister who'll be like, Can I just say that on, on, on I shouldn't say this, but on the on the 5th of February? The conditions for the park runners weren't flash either. <laughs> they had, some of them had blisters and not very nice sand shoes and they'd already been running for 4K. Mm. You, you I know they took over the entire country of Australia, but a yeah.
0: lot of them were pretty tired when they committed the genocide of the couch. Yeah. The couch dwellers. Exactly. You know? Well, who would be the natural enemy of the park runners? No, um, I think the F45ers. Ah, uh, I was just going to say like us. No, because I don't think it's diametrically opposed. Like oh, it's, it's a schism... Between people who fundamentally mm. believe in exercise.
1: I was going to say, like cyclists.
0: Yep. No, that's true. Palindromes. What? Or pelotons. Peloton. Pel- even. Pel- Palindromes. Palindromes. Just the second week in a row like I've had a
1: shape fuck up. Palindromes.
0: Palindromes on not on a shi- it's, not a, it's
1: not a shape. It's a palindrome. Oh, it's, it's a word Anna. thing.
0: It's race car. Oh. That's right. <laughs> it's a word that's spelt the same front to back oh, as back to front. Like park run. Y- yeah. You know what I mean?
1: So we can, well, it's a city on a river, and don't you ever forget it, kid. It's the first time I've been rigged off by mate. <laughs> <laughs> Joe on the panel over here just oh, thought, oh, that no was-
0: no hand-waving signal to be." maybe let's move to the next segment. I was like, we're done. Here's a palindrome for you. Uh, but now we're very excited, Henry, and we haven't done this for a while, but I just want to hear, you know, 30 seconds from you, fireside chat with Henry Bretts. Mm. What are your chief impressions of Kelvin Grove?
1: You used to think it was really cool when I was younger. I think I was like, oh, wow, it's a whole mini city with Nando's and theatres and things that are great and there's young people around, probably at an age before I was kind of cognizant of uni generally, yeah. before realising, "Ah, oh, this actually isn't maybe the best example of a uni because it doesn't have a central gathering area as such. And no. so I probably, if you were not on a sharp scale, because I don't feel like any kind of vicious animosity towards Kelvin <laughs> Grove now, as opposed to my co-host <laughs> here. <laughs> Uh, but I would yourself. say that I probably have, my affection for it has waned over the years. Whereas it was probably at its peak in like year eleven, when oh, I I thought it was a kind of cool place to hang out. And um, was now, year
0: eleven an era where you were maybe tossing up going into an acting or creative industries bent?
1: Yes, and I would <laughs> say as well I went there a fair bit because of debating. Because we'll touch on that later, but there was a certain special kind of school that weirdly. Hosted debating in year 11. Did so they host debating for you? For um, QDU, yeah. For the really? They were the venue
0: and oh. the debates were in all the classrooms there. Now, but we'll get to that I'll, school soon. Joe, give me your... I'll caveat my feelings with Kelvin Grove by saying I haven't actually spent a lot of time there. It's explicitly by design because I think it's the most fake manufactured suburb in Brisbane and it has no genuine heart. Now, I know this will be very controversial... People who go to uni there, I'm sure, have an awesome time, and it looks great. The passion should be towards QT Kelvin Grove, not Kelvin Grove the suburb. As a suburb, it is governed just by the sort of... It sprung up out of nowhere, you know. Like, any, any culture that Kelvin Grove might have had... You know, you do see some beautiful workers' cottages, and, you know, there's a shitty petrol station and a Red Rooster, and I love those elements, but... Any culture that it might have had... It, my main issue is the built-up pocket around the QT campus just feels fucking fake. It feels like I've walked onto a movie set where, like, everyone's got a armful of textbooks or a frisbee. It's fucked.
1: Yeah. No, I, I largely agree with you. It it's does- a little
0: bit part of the same reason I can never truly adore South Bank, is it's just manufactured it's new it's trying the best parts of brisbane are sort of fun by accident like paddington was a run down workers working class suburb that has just accidentally evolved into being this really cool relaxed fun place to be
1: yeah they've forced it a bit yeah they have forced like, it. even and i think the fact that i was so into it when i was at 15 yeah. 16 Probably is a testament to that. And then I was like, very
0: good at tricking you when I was like in year nine. And again, we'll get into this like going to plays at Le Bois because mm, of school. Mm, I did think it was a very cool little spot.
1: Yeah, same. I really thought it was a hub of culture. Yeah, I was like, Oh, there's little theatres and people do dance here, and there's a subway. <laughs> but le looking at it now. You there's do say. Danny
0: and his boys.
1: Oh, okay. <laughs> Yeah, we haven't written this down. I love Danny Boys. I will say that for Kelvin yeah, Grove. Kelvin Grove does the best sandwich and soup, I'm told. I don't often have the soup, no. but I know that friends of mine would always crave a soup from Danny Boys. Um oh mate, the half yeah. the half brick sandwich from Danny Boys is just unreal. You know what I don't Bacon, get about the sandwich? Chicken, oh. avo, lettuce, some sort of mustard or something. And, a bit, and the bread there, Hey, Danny Boy it's really, really fucking good.
0: Do you not think with any sandwich though, Henry, you could just make it?
1: Not with this one because their bread is special. Their bread is
0: special. And is there's something good. about the chicken. No, I, I've been, I've only ever had like bacon and egg sandwiches where I'm like, this sort of feels like brekkie or like justified. Oh, my. You know, if I was just going to, you know, I had a ham roll for lunch today. That's not that far off Danny boys.
1: No, it is. Get a, get, <laughs> get a half brick. That's like me putting, getting a white slice of bread, putting tomato sauce on it and being like, just had a pizza. <laughs> like that's the, that's the level of difference. Is it?
0: Yeah. But how good is it when you get a white slice of bread, bit of oh, tomato sauce, yeah. sprinkle some mozzarella mm. and like make... I love toast pizza. Yeah, it's great. It's awesome. It's very fun. And
1: I want you to have a half brick.
0: I think it's a break. sandwich you'd really enjoy. I don't like avocado. You, I don't <sighs> like mustard.
1: Maybe it's mayo,
0: which I know you also don't really like. <laughs> Maybe you won't like the half break. Maybe no. Danny Boys isn't for you. What I will concede is, and I'll just briefly wave this because we'll get back to it. Um, the one sandwich that I always believe in philosophically is the barn me, and I'm led to believe there are very good barn me's down in Colvin Grove. But yeah, they were not done there for years. Like even by contrast, I drove to. Oh, this is one thing I meant to say in housekeeping. I went to Sunnybank on the weekend, mm. and actually no
1: we save this let's story save this for, for the Sunny Sunnybank Bank well, episode? But i just yeah. like to
0: tease everyone in the Sunnybank episode. But Sunnybank, for example, is such an organic suburb. Like, you just go there mm. and it feels real. You go to Paddington, it feels real. Milton feels real, despite all the, you know, deranged uh. industrial estates. KG, just a bit fake.
1: See, we're doing the food stuff now. We were written in as well that there was a. Um, yeah, let's
0: just. You know what, Let's just talk food.
1: Let's just talk food for a bit. There was a. The, there was a Nando's. That is now not a Nando's. It's an, but it's like an off-brand Nando's, an off-brand Nando's. <laughs> and um, <laughs> oh, <laughs> <shoot>. <laughs> <laughs> fuck you. man. I saw the thought <laughs> move through your eyes. And yeah, I I on um on doing that was like he heard it was very good, and I think that is a bit you know Danny Boy's. I don't think is a chain, so they don't rely as heavily on chains as they probably could. I think there's a burger there. I actually
0: do have a lot of respect for Danny Boy's for not being a chain.
1: I think there. I think there's. Are you
0: sure it's not a chain?
1: Oh, maybe. I don't know. It could be another one. I've never <laughs> heard of it. But if you go outside of the uni campus, Brian, you're talking the KFC and Red Rooster are two of the, I would say, flagships in Brisbane, I, especially the KFC.
0: I love the Kelvin Grove KFC. The Kelvin Grove I have a lot of love and respect. I've the ne- KG
1: KFC. Yeah.
0: I've never KFG. found a KFC. But still, I sort of think of it as half being in Red Hill. Because if you drive the other way from it, you're in Red Hill.
1: You're so close to it, though. Do you think that maybe you don't like Kelvin Grove because it's always just transit for you in the same way that that's I don't true. like Chermside last week? Do you think maybe.
0: Yeah, that's true. I'm driving, particularly when I was living in Wilston, but even now, anytime I go back in that direction, Kelvin Grove to me is, yeah, you're right. I'm always just going to and from somewhere. Yeah. And admittedly, I never have a reason to go there, but I lay that blame at the feet of the suburb.
1: So I go there specifically to get Danny Boys.
0: Yeah. Often. Cause I really not like that, often. that sandwich. Oh, you do get it more often than most. Than non- not <laughs> as in there's more time in my life when I'm having a Danny Boy's like, sandwich. Oh, you know how usually you're meant to spend eight hours a day working, eight hours a day sleeping, and four hours a day on recreational mm. Danny Boy's trips. Yeah, that's how it works, <laughs> Joe. T- let's talk about QT. Um, it's let's, obviously not their main campus. The main campus is the
1: Gardens Point. Joe, I didn't know for a long time.
0: In no, time, um, I, I didn't. Go I down. didn't know there was Gardens Point campus at all. Like year ten, same. I more readily associate QUT. As I still do, Kelvin Grove. Yeah, I mean, I thought that was the main campus as well. Mm. So you clearly for some time. Well, yeah, because An embarrassing amount of time, I believe that to be the case. That embarrassing, and pitiful,
1: a, pitiful. And there's a, and they've got that shuttle bus between the two. So I think I even oh, saw, they do. which apparently was a bit of a scene. <laughs> I have made that up. I don't think that's true at all.
0: We have heard uh, a friend of the show, Phoebe Duke, did indicate to us that the shuttle bus was a very nifty way to get a lift to the city. Well, that's the thing. Yeah,
1: even if you had all of your classes solely at the Kelvin Grove one, you'd be like, oh, I better get to my law class because I'm doing fashion law as a (laughs) Jew. Off I go. You You just just get a free bus to the city. There's like guards at the QT Gardens Point being like, the Gardens Point guard being (laughs) like,
0: hey, stop it. It's a Kelvin Grovey. He's either a paramedic or he's an artist. <laughs> he I paint with blood and they're like oh uh, we don't really know what you are wh- what you are freak
1: creative industries not much effort not much emphasis on the industry <laughs> from what i've heard of the people who have tried L- to get
0: jobs lot of creativity lot of Four years without a job activity?
1: No, it's creative industries, as in you do something creative for four years and then you get a job at industry selling yes.
0: jeans. <laughs> well, but Henry, they are a university for the real world. Mm. And that's why your your final course, they go, righto, I'm so glad you guys know how to do postmodern expressionistic poetry. <laughs> Here is a job application for Bunnings. You will need it. Welcome to the real world. Lowest prices are just the beginning, <laughs>
1: or oh, is the beginning actually the, the, the ending. ending? I've actually See, written a screenplay.
0: <laughs> uh, said uh, me and my co-workers at Bunnings are very funny, and uh, <laughs> what's well, yeah, it's sort of the office crossed with Clark's crossed with mm. you know Tarantino. Obviously, mm. I would contrast it though with UQ, which is. You know, we're not we're mm. not for the real world, no. we're not an industry. We're just gonna convince everyone that unless you're a two hundred K a year corporate lawyer, you failed the degree. Yeah. I'm so. oh university for the real world, I'll Cute. just go I'll just go back to Narnia and make <laughs> some money.
1: <laughs> With my education. No, mucking around, obviously. We know we have a lot of QUT listeners, if they can figure out how to download the podcast with their OPLN.
0: And there's no other way to uh, be engaged in any creative pursuits without a creative industries degree, and I've always said it. Exactly, exactly. As I've always said, Joe and I did ours online very quickly. It's our most sickeningly smug (laughs) moment on the screen. and I'll go on the record,
1: QUT, there's a lot of you who are lovely, there's a lot of you
0: out there. I actually think we have so many fans from QUT, and I love them all. You know what? Particularly Limbler.
1: It's just easier. <laughs> yeah, it's just an easier degree, and we're st- and we're talking solely about law now, and we're diving yeah. into this. But we'll do. We could do a QUT special another time <laughs> if we want. Have a debate. I'll happily go on the record. It just is, mm. and it might be more practical. Yep, I'd agree with you. But here's one. It might. There's a it, fair few multi-choice exams where you get unlimited attempts. I've heard. From my friends who have done it. And
0: Henry, as a man who is doing his PLT, yep. and had unlimited attempts at a multi-choice exam last night. Which would I say, needed. Would say, yeah, I was going to say, you got six out of 20 on the first
1: crack. Oh, yeah. I'm not saying I did my degree well. No. But maybe that's by virtue of the fact that it wasn't, you know, mm. a big mistake. I digress. Um, but anyway, I'm sure we'll get some correspondence about that. But at the
0: end of the day, the most important thing mm. is creativity. Yeah, it's so true. We used to do this... Um, I just love the idea of it's QT University for the Real World ad and it's just like an alleyway in a dingy city a guy <laughs> like scrounging together his last 20 bucks to get another hit of heroin just like missing a couple of teeth it's an eye being eaten by a rat but he doesn't even notice Cameron just pans. and goes QT University for the fucking real world mate. this is real this is
1: you want fucking real
0: that's why in all their in. acting classes and stuff, they're like, "Guys, I need you to just be real with me, because if we're going to be fake, then we're QT at university for the fake world." <laughs> Come on, guys! And that's not what we set out to do. Now, nah, good on you, QT. We love nah. you to bits. Tell you what, they have a lot more fun. Oh, if I could have spent all my years at. I uni don't know, just-
1: but arguably, because like a lot of my friends who went to QT, it's like I don't know if there's as much of a social life. There I'm thinking as well, more feels. Kelvin
0: Grove Creative Industries oriented of like. I'd love to do that. If I spent the last. I four wish years I'd done acting. Doing. The mangroves and you know acting, yeah, and like I was about to say, and getting paid for it, but you famously don't. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> guys, we're mucking around.
1: We're mucking around. It's a great
0: uni. It, we need at the end of the day, the most education is the silver bullet. It, we it is. need more of it. And if you're doing a tertiary, and, and we, <laughs> we don't have enough people in fashion. No, I never know what to wear. You seeing the shit I wear? <laughs> if a few more people went and
1: did fashion industries. I wouldn't be wearing the shit like that. I wouldn't be currently wearing a Christmas no. shirt and red shorts. I'd be wearing cool fabric
0: <laughs> jeans suit. Name a cool fabric. Corduroy. Actually, that's very cool fabric. Cotton. No. Cotton's not cool. Can be. I meant cool well, yeah. temperature-wise. Is it? Not even. <laughs> it's not that. Talking of creativity, quacky. Yes. Duck school. <laughs> quack, quack. Quack. Quack, where the quack. shrinks go. If
1: they had a sport team, which I know is the point of uh, Quacky that they don't, uh, but if there happened to be
0: a football team for Quacky, they could be called, like, the Ducks. That's fun. The Quacky Ducks. The Mighty Ducks. Um, now, if, if Quacky did have a sports team, I'd feel confident that I could captain its first everything, <laughs> and I'm one of the least talented sportsmen you'll ever meet. It'd be like the scene in High School Musical too, where, where they dance to play the <laughs> basketball game, which would be great. But said they're playing an invitational against Villanova and... All fifteen blokes on the first fifteen team we can cast, first minute in. Qu- Quacky stands for the Queensland Academy for
1: Creative Industries, and appropriately so, it's at Kelvin Grove near the Creative Industry QUT. Now it's a secondary school. Now it's only from year ten to twelve. Now there was a little bit of a pandemic in my um in my what I guess year ten, the end of year nine, yeah. of people being like, oh. I'm going to go to Quacky. And a lot of girls at All Hallows and St. Margaret's did the big old, I'm pulling out of my kind of day-to-day girls' school and I'm going to go to Quacky. Mm-hmm. And um, none of them are doing creative stuff now that I know <laughs> of. Um, but – Oh, they're so smug on this. Us doing our creative podcast, be like, ah! I just had to get no, to be in fairness, no um, – one of them I do know is a, is like a model and a photographer and very, very
0: good and got a lot of work in, in I know York. um Tom Lipman, oh, yeah. who was the bassist for The Missing, super talented musician, and he's working at Dutch vinyl. That's cool. So quacky, awesome. I went to this- Were s- you ever tempted? I think probably in year 10, there was a bit there. There was probably a bit there where I was like, I, I need to act. I very, very seriously considered it. For music. Uh, podcast. It was probably creative- uh, it was probably creative writing at that point oh, yeah. um, that I really wanted to do. If I can do a limerick for us now, mate. <laughs> there once was a boy named Joe who had learnt all he needed to know from his school at Terrace. He could not care less oh. and he went down to Kelvin Grove Road. Pretty fucking good. That's <laughs> what it would have been. Pretty good limerick. Oh, I just did a short course on limericks there. Mm-hmm. I
1: didn't need to enrol. They just do short courses. Yeah, I did a short course. Well, <laughs> it is a short course. They only do year 10 to 12.
0: And they do um and again they've given us the coordinates
1: of the school. Thanks, Wikipedia. Um
0: and it tr- any of Obama's rogue drones wanted to take down some people knitting while listening to fucking Is that a Yemeni play they're doing? <laughs> Is but that it- a scathing indictment of Bush's America? <laughs> oh no, are they watching salmon fishing in the Yemen? <laughs> Droned.
1: In twenty seventeen the school had an anomaly in-
0: salmon fishing in the women. Come
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, on. In 2017, the school had an enrollment of 295 students with 40 teachers.
0: Does that seem heaps? No, isn't that like the ratio? I don't know. I'm just
1: what's twenty. There was a teacher. Two nine five divided by. Eight? Oh
0: no, that's no, that heaps. Seemed, that's heaps high. That's a teacher to. That's a teacher to like every seven or eight students. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's so many teachers. But, but them- surely a lot of the teachers there are just like music teachers who are used to teaching like two people on the go. Like, oh,
1: I'm the dedicated bassoonist. Yeah. I don't know. But uh, I went oh, there, um, I, went, I debating
0: there. Basophimist, uh, it's That's pronounced. Oh, sorry. Um, <laughs> okay, sorry.
1: But they, and I went there for it and they were using all the classrooms for debating. And they were clearly, right. rightly so can I say, because a lot of the premise of the school is they didn't want the conformity- uh, that comes with mm. private schools and and, and the and lack of creativity a, and, and sometimes it's like the bullying that comes, often the bullying yeah. that comes of creative people and creative arts that Joe and I have just railed on for about twenty five minutes yeah. but the much like
0: the bullies they tried to escape from and much like the bullies were imitating because we were the, the bullied become the oh, bully oh, yeah, yeah you know what I mean oh, oh god yeah like mate. us and mate, we Hitler, Hitler. Yeah. Oh. terrible childhood bad
1: time bad time he went to Quacky.
0: <laughs> Which we won't substantiate No, he went to QAMST Oh, that's right He was an even worse nerd i <laughs> allowed we'll to smoke at lunch <laughs> um, But then <laughs> yeah, Here's what i It's a good thing I'm not allowed to smoke at lunch It's fucking good for my health it's not creative Oh, my parents let me drink What are they doing? It sucks like
1: Bloody like Gandalf-esque smoke <laughs> signs in the answer like, oh, They're creative. getting very
0: creative With how they're going to ruin Their fucking lungs like the Surgeon's going to to be made, creative yeah. Um vape I that. don't want my surgeons To be creative No <laughs> Alright We're back gonna on, put his heart on the right Back on track The Back on track
1: Back on track I hate to quack Cause I'm allowed to do it at lunch At quack Nice Back on Quack it quack back, back on tracky Quacky is Quacky to backy Quacky to baggy <laughs>
0: Holy shit what word Quacky Oh my housemate quacky Quacky <laughs> <laughs> Where do you go to school? Oh man, I just go to quacky! Oh quack Hardy next. Door. <laughs> um, why are psychiatrists called quacks?
1: Because they um you
0: came into it with such confidence. Because they listen to
1: people. What? Because they make bread. I don't. Know. I don't know. Because they just listen to people talk all day. Quack 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 quack. you reckon. I don't know. You look that up, and I'll keep talking about quacky. Yep. But I remember, as I was saying, because debating is a obviously uppity boys school thing and there were a lot of and girls schools and there was a lot of boys and girls schools there Um, and doing debating and obviously we're all a big bunch of fucking nerds and very pompous in year 11 and we went in there and the quacky staff who I don't know why they agreed to having debating held there for us little shits uh, were like basically just clearly aggravated and very aggressive about the fact that debating and they were like artistes son of like yelling at us making things difficult not giving us chairs not giving us desks like Kidding. yeah really aggressive about us being there and then i went to quacky another time and saw a debate not a, like an uh, like a forum rather a panel about is campbell newman destroying the arts i think someone was on
0: the other side of that
1: i don't know but someone did just slammed po- no i don't think it that's why i don't think it was a debate i think it was just like eight people agreeing with each other yeah and yelling like this podcast yeah and yelling about it you know, in like a black box theatre. Cool. And being like, oh. Man, I'm gutted I missed out on that. And then one person <laughs> did a slam poem about it. Oh, no. No limericks though. Didn't you play gigs there? No. I well, you played a gig at Quacky. Like an all ages gig.
0: Now you're getting Quacky confused with, I think, the way cooler and looser music industry college. I am. Which is in the Valley. That's cool. Which is only year 11 and 12. And they like barely do classes. Like they pretty much just jam. It's school of rock. That's They sick. just jam all day. I think a friend of mine went there. Yeah, it's very, very cool. Les- Thelma Plum went there. She's oh. there like the cruel, uh, the jewel in their crown, so to speak. So to speak. Yeah. That's all awesome. the in their jam. Uh, but yes, quacky. Very exciting. Very cool.
1: Let's talk about one of my favorite parts as a as a bit of a thespian at times, as a bit of a- As an
0: actor. As a plurit.
1: Um Let's talk about Le Bois. Yeah. Let's talk about Le Bois. Le Bois
0: is- Le Bois. Do you say oh, Le Bois? I say Le Bois. Like Le Boite. I'm not sure what I say. I think it's Le Boite. It depends on the but production for me, Henry. If they're clearly demonstrating French influences, then it's Le Bois. But if it's Australian, it's Le Boite. And if it's an all-male cast, well, I'm going to Le Boite. I do like
1: that it has a bit of a Le Boite. Like, Le it sounds Bois-y. a bit cool. It does sound like a rap yeah. crew.
0: Oh, now Le Le it's Now, it sounds cool. Now, now, now <laughs> don't of. let that confuse you. <laughs> sort of where the cool stops harshly in its tracks. I went to so many fucking excursions there. I've seen, I think we used to go to an excursion there minimum once a uh, a term, if not more. I've seen so many theatre in the round, fucking six people in the cast plays, where three of the people in the cast were your judges at theatre sports that didn't let you through the previous night, and you were Mm. just there angry at them going, how is this your dream?" I remember... I actually have seen some amazing plays there as I've well. I've seen some, absolutely. I've seen... I think it's the very much the nature of theatre. I saw Prize Fighter there, and it's probably still the best play I've ever seen. What's it about? 60 Minutes
1: Tight, about a boxer. A, um, I think it was a Ugandan um, child soldier who... Really? Uh, not a true story, but... Who escaped. I mean, I know that does happen, but not this particular
0: instance. Um, oh, there's no Ugandan child No, it was completely made up. And it just uh,
1: nice. It was about um Ugandan child soldiers. Very fun comedy. Yeah,
0: obviously, uh, completely fictional- made. I saw this up. play about um some sort of sectarian violence in Ireland in the seventies, just a fictional work. Just a fictional work, <laughs> it was.
1: Um musical. Um that was that was one thing that came up all the time was we'd always go to Boite and they'd be like, see a fucking play with songs. We saw this one called Midsummer, and it was like a play with songs and it'd always be the exam or the assignment question at class. Uh, and be like, What's the difference between a play with songs and a, and musical? a musical?
0: That and makes it, perfect sense because our drama teacher, Mr. Bay... And we talk... People who know us socially will know that we talk a lot about Mr. Bay. He was one of the most formative figures in my life. I... For a man who was deregistered from <laughs> teaching. Mr. Bay is a friend of ours. He might listen. Um, oh.
1: And he, he's... <laughs> He's had a checkered. He was a checkered Mm. history of teaching, but um, he was a hell of a drama teacher. Just one of the great drama teachers, and one of it was a character. I don't think he'd mind us saying he was an absolute character. He will probably. I think about him so much. I. It was the character of characters. Um, John Mulaney, one of our favourite comedians, has a, a long-going thing where he says, eventually I would love to do a special on just OJ Simpson. He goes, I reckon I have enough stories and enough jokes related to just OJ Simpson that I could just fill a special. Joe and I say that if we were to continue into comedy <laughs> that that figure would be Mr. Bay. And that we just, there was just so many fun stories about him at school. Um, a very uh, a very interesting guy, but yeah, he would take us to plays there. And the thing I love about Mr. Bay is... He could go from incredibly intellectual dramaturg one moment, mm. like really, I mean, the word snob gets thrown
0: around, but really just like could just if he if he liked something, he could articulate it so clearly and in such a passionate way. But a lot of but but he he did could like smell it. a fake so
1: far away. <laughs> and we went and saw a play at LeBlanc, <laughs> and I think it was I think it was about Ned Kelly or something. It was some sort of arthousey thing. Some Aussie. Some Aussie thing. And we're sitting in LeBlanc, not a big theatre, the uh, the roundhouse <laughs> theatre there at three hundred. Sitting around 600. and we're all in there for an excursion. Keep in mind it's an excursion, so no parents. Mr. is sitting there, has to be about 20 minutes in. And I was at that, I think we've all been in this position at a play where you're like, getting into that 20 minute in, you're like, I'm not sure if this is, am I meant to be liking this? Is yeah. this good or bad? I can't actually tell, or am I just missing it? So I
0: was kind of at that stage. I was like, That's the problem with... Plays being held as such high art and mm. sort of beyond reproach is, mm. if you're not liking it, you should feel free. But I always had to, and as will be clear, I always had to wait for Mr. Bay's reaction to see whether I could verbalise well, if I didn't like something. We got Mr. Bay's reaction because he <laughs> a very tense scene, I
1: think, between a brother, and I think it was like Kelly and his brother, the brother about to be put, yeah, Kelly about to be put to death and it's him seeing his brother in the cell the day before it happens. And he's like, you don't even know what have burned through sort of thing. Mr. Bay, top of his voice goes, I'm bored. And like puts the actors off, gets up, leaves the theater. Now those of you who know Mr. Bay, um, he's
0: not a small man. Noticeable
1: that he like, like, like leaves the theater in a bit of a huff and he gesticulating a little bit. Leaves oh. the theatre, and this might be made up from because it's been, it's like year ten. In my mind, he went home <laughs> and left the kids on this excursion, and, and the next day in class was like, "That was not art. And then we saw another play. I don't know if this was LeBlanc, but as he he did the same thing, he's like, "This is just boring. It's fake. <laughs> it's not. It's not working." Gets up, leaves, and then from the door goes, "Where's the truth?" <laughs>
0: See, it's Henry, it's not just plays. Because I remember and this not <laughs> at Culver Grove, but Bay related after a string of the boy things. In year twelve, parent teacher interviews, obviously like quite an important time, like besides mm. your OP I did drama. My parents went along, we sat down with Mr. Bay, and they were like, So, you know, how's Joe going? Um, obviously like his report's are good, like pretty much all A's, A they the like And he goes, Yeah, Joe, straight A plus. Can't fold him. But I've never seen the real Joe. There's no truth. He's obsessed with truth. <laughs> He's so obsessed with truth. I in From other Andrew, classes, I'm sure in other, constantly, <laughs> in other classes, it'd be like, oh yeah, um, he just needs to fix up his quadratic equations. But in drama, but he goes, I just never see the real Joe. He's gutted about it. Like one day, I'd show off to him. We will. We will touch more on Bay in yeah.
1: future episodes. Um. Something I didn't want to say, I would often see it. Actually,
0: just quickly, one last <laughs> thing that he did at plays. It's on on board. I think this is at the Playhouse. It was some NAP Australian pay. He'd just laugh when the actors were clearly trying to be serious. So someone would be like, they took him. They took Dad. All the way down to the cells. so you'd hear him go, <laughs> Just at the top of his lungs
1: One day on this podcast We will tell the story of a play That Michael Bay made us put on it His name is Michael Bay By the way Which yeah, is another yeah. thing
0: It wasn't the director To tie it all back to what we were talking about earlier uh, You reminded me of it uh, Because the musical's play with songs thing Was he directed uh, a play I was in mm. In like, the year 10 musical Which he called Romeo and Juliet can A play d- with songs Can I, can I just say yeah. This was <laughs> Listeners
1: He took Romeo and Juliet by Shakespeare, Mm. not only- Probably the most iconic
0: play ever written.
1: And he writes a new (laughs) character for Joe named Peter. So Joe played the role of Peter in Romeo and Juliet. If you don't recognize him from the
0: the Shakespeare plays, because he wasn't in it. I wasn't in it. The nerve to rewrite Shakespeare. Peter had, I think, like fifth billing. Fifth or sixth, it was all characters you've heard of, Mm. and then Peter and I got whole scenes that were just Peter. Oh man! Because it was like we need some comic relief, forgetting that there's a reason Shakespeare didn't write a comic relief. Because it wasn't, and then then that
1: same play, Romeo and Juliet, he chose modern songs Mm. to be in the play. So Romeo and Juliet, opening song. Battle scars. guys yeah. guys. it was like the bit where Tabalt and Mikujiio and all and like, to these battle tyranny. scars do both look like in tyranny. The act one closer was radioactive by yep. Imagine Dragons. <laughs> in Romeo, the Julia. balcony scene, all Romeo saying "All Lichick. of me" by John Legend. Yeah. Actually, I do remember. I almost cried. Stay by Rihanna and Milky <laughs> Echo. Was near the end. Oh. Juliet was like, "Don't really
0: know how to feel That's about good. it." It's some
1: um, pretty good. Cool. That's top shelf. But yes, um, Michael
0: Bay one day will be fully. Speaking
1: unhamed, of, but... I just remembered that La LeBlanc. Yeah, new modern takes on Shakespeare. The number of terrible modern takes on Shakespeare I saw. Don't have a whole lot to say about it, but I remember two in particular. Mm. Uh um, oh, what's that one? Um, I've forgotten this one before. Titus Andronicus. Nah, it's one of the one of the comedies. Um, as you like it, did they, they did it? They did an as you like it one. And they were just forcing the modern references so hard. Yeah. One of them just wrapped a sonnet. Like, oh, right. like, to love, to be loved. <laughs> to no- and, and, and Mr. Bay, okay, I think Mr. Bay was going to throw something at.
0: Him. I think he reported, think he reported it to the, an audience. I think he reported it to Crime Stoppers. <laughs> he, he never acted like a paying customer. Not, <laughs> it was always, you're here to impress me, mate. Mate, there was this class of people at LeBlanc. It wasn't, because Michael Bay was like, Loved his theatre,
1: knew shitloads about it, and was just a great drama teacher. So much fun to be in class with. Yeah. It's but there was up- the most fun part of school. But he had what a lot of people did of like, They've clearly been, usually in their kind of 40s, 50s, been around theatre their entire life. So they don't treat themselves as, yeah, an audience membership, pay respects. They're like, oh, we're in a different class where this is sort of work for us. It's almost to the point where they're like, we've been to so many plays, we're sort of part of every play we've ever been to. (laughs) And there there was another woman who I saw so many times at LeBlanc plays. And I think she might've been a drama teacher from another school. She wasn't that theatre sports judge woman, was she? No, no. But she had like a short kind of Ellen DeGeneres haircut sort of thing. (laughs) And she it's very cruel. was like, well, Ellen DeGeneres has nice hair.
0: It's just like short blonde hair. She, she, and then she just doesn't. Ellen DeGeneres? Yeah. She I does not have nice hair. I don't know, man.
1: <laughs> and then says so she like went, but she would be sitting there and would be like loudly talking, being like, now that's how you do lighting. <laughs> that's how lighting. It's like the sound. And she's like, and then like would be one of those annoying people who you'd hear like a line in the play would be like, you cannot smite me just because I am a woman. And she'd be like, that's what we needed to hear in 2016. Isn't that like, she'd like yell at me oh. and be like, that's right sister. Couldn't agree more. Would like chime in and be like, you said it. Absolutely
0: and insufferable.
1: In my mind, Mr. Bay and her had a conversation during a play. One time her being like, <laughs> you'd want to see this character arc go somewhere. And he'd be like,
0: couldn't agree more, Leslie. <laughs>
1: And this is just wild, oh. people trying to try about it. But then there was one other one quickly. I'm so sorry. I'm, <laughs> we've just opened the can of worms for *High School Drama*. That's very, so much. very quickly, saw a play of Richard the Third, which was also now no, the, it wasn't. It was Julius now Caesar.
0: About discontent?
1: Yeah, that's Richard the Third. But right. this wasn't that. This Content. was Third. Um, this yes. was this Julius Caesar. Caesar as a moment where there weren't that many modern references throughout, but it was still set in modern times. Oh. So as if the director, like in the fifth act, has remembered, oh shit, it's modern. <laughs> There's two characters walking around discussing what they've done to Julius Caesar and one of them's just eating a bag of Smith's chips. <laughs> What is it just eating like a bag oh, of fuck. boys with bar- like
0: barbecue smiths. Not even a flavor that could be believably be like in the 50s.
1: <laughs> Not even a metaphor.
0: Like it wasn't even like salt and vinegar. Ooh, like it's like, like t- working against each other, yeah. like complimenting it. Like, nah. Just eating some fucking just eating it's fuck that. Anyway, it's funny. Weird. Uh, uh, funny funny, funny well, plays. Last thanks, thing I Kelvin have to Grave. say about KG yep. uh, is Kelvin Grove State College. Uh, where I went to primary school, um, I'd say 40% of people who went to Wilston went to one of the grammars, and another 40% went to KG. Ooh. So, in year eight, there was this odd burgeoning rivalry between KG and grammar, despite the fact they had barely in- any interaction, because all these people who went to primary school together suddenly torn apart. There you go. That's all
1: I have to say. Sorry, in excess. Yeah.
0: They did get torn apart. But now, Henry, it's time to ask the question that's been waiting on our lips since we started talking <laughs> about, <laughs> I about. I think I know what the answer's is going to be. Grow. <laughs> And that question is, have you shaved your balls lately? <laughs> got them. Got them. They thought it was going to be a fucky related thing. Can
1: I say something, mate? Please. And listen, we'll be honest with you. Man, it'd be... We, we love Manscaped. We have the stuff they sent us. I don't use it every week. So they want, you know, you want a personal testimonial and a story now yep. I don't have one every week. It'd be weird if my pubes grew at that rate. I was going to say it's sort of a testament to the strength of what they do. I need- you don't need it every week. every week, but so I don't. I don't particularly have a story since last time I shaved it where it worked so well. But I can tell you this: um, they we had our, an issue with our light in that I found in the bathroom for a bit it just wasn't that bright. Um, and Not so here. there's yeah, so there's an LED light on that where it. Illuminates the grooming areas for a closer and more precise trimming. So true. So, if you thought you were going to go bar mitzvah on yourself and accidentally wake up with the end of your dick missing because your light in your bathroom is bad, manscaping don't give you that issue. There's an LED light. And um, listen, we've spoken a lot about the 7,000 RPM motor with quiet stroke technology. Quiet stroke is trademarked. So, right. Manscaped, and, and not and only do they know how to shake your balls, they know a bit about intellectual property and, and they copyright. They also know
0: a bit about, you know, when you just learn how to have a bat, mate.
1: They know that. I could tell you a bit about quiet stroke. You're fucking open, mate. you? Oh, don't, don't, having a quiet stroke. Dinner's ready, coming. Thinking you're the funniest yeah. bloke in the world. <laughs> Let's not forget about the <laughs> charging stand. You show your mower off loud. Not. Because we, we don't. Can we just not forget never, about that? And I never do. You show your mower Every off morning. loud and proud because this intelligently designed stand is a convenient charging dock powered by USBs. So what I do is charge my phone, all good. Charge my AirPods case, all good. Oh, better charge my, my Manscaped Razor, my Lawn Mower 3.0. Exactly. They redesigned the electric trimmer. The engineering team spent 18 months. That's almost a two year old baby perfecting the greatest ball hair trimmer ever created. And that's why they released their lawnmower 3.0 trimmer. Guys, when was the last time you shaved that quarantine bush? Support for Unpacking Brisbane brought to you by Manscaped. They're the best in men's below-the-waist grooming. And, uh, listen, look after those family jewels. They're trusted by over 2 million men worldwide. That's a few more than listen to this. So we can't reach all of them. But just join the movement for all your below-the-waist grooming needs. Go to manscaped.com, use the code word Brisbane for 20% off and free shipping. Your balls will thank you.
0: Does Kelvin Grove fuck? For all the shit we've talked about it, I think it does fuck. Oh. Wow. I heard so many stories about about the sexcapades that went on at some of the schools in the area, and I'm sure that only doubles down at uni. And if I know anything about creatives, mate... They love to fuck. They do love to fuck. There's actually nothing that fucky about it. If you walk around the suburb, you probably wouldn't get that vibe. Like, it's not a sexy suburb by any stretch, but there's just this... I don't mm. think it's sexy. I don't think it's hot, but there's just this burgeoning fuck energy that runs like a dick vein all the way
1: There's just, yeah. across <laughs>
0: Kelvin Grove. <laughs> sure, man. There <laughs>
1: even is just, like, little sexual genitalia... <laughs> around You keep saying dicks in Kelvin Grove No, I mean like The theatre and the <laughs> round Sorry, just uh, No, the, lo- 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 the roundhouse theatre at LeBlanc At the right angle Could look like a vagina The long sandwich at Danny Boy's Oh, very phallic Yeah, I know what the you half mean half brick The half prick, mate I reckon there's a lot of Half a dick Phallic energy around That's very there. true So There's something quite <laughs> sexual About an off-brand Nando's Yeah well, I remember my friend Buzz at work Told me In my old work He said he had, an, he had a share house in Kelvin Grove, which was a bit wild and it was New Year's and they were having a party. And they were like, we're out of drinks and no bottles of those were open. So they went to the Burger Ridge, all the Off, or the Nando's, I can't remember which one. And we're like, can we buy, because they're being licensed, both of them. Yeah, so Can true. we buy a case of beer? And the guy was like, yeah, sure. 100 bucks. <laughs> 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 I don't know what they ended up paying, but yeah, they knew. You could
0: get a- it's like once I, um, I was at Hope and Anchor uh, drinking with uh, Sylvia and some of her friends and mm. I was like, All right, let's get back to ours but I don't think they had any drinks there. So I was like to Anchor, I was like, Can I get eight bottles of Rogers? And they're like, Yeah, sure, that'll be like fifty bucks. Mate, they're English backpackers, they're loose. Oh legit. They'll do any. Well, no, they're not loose. They overcharge me. Oh, what a
1: joke! Joke. Well, yeah. Listen, I was going to come in saying it doesn't fuck, but I think oh, I, I think, think more so that of the both the QT campuses, I think it fucks. And I'd also say I don't think Garden Q- QT
0: probably fucks more. QT than you Q fucks Q. that more than UQ. UQ is a bit too
1: pompous and academic and stuff. Yeah, I don't
0: think Garden's point fucks as much as Kelvin Grove. No way.
1: Yeah, I agree. I think Kelvin Good. Grove fucks, and I think oh yeah, you've got like fashion people, actors. Yeah, And they're having a big orgy in right. there. Act- I don't. Oh, mate, th- how many fucks would have happened out the back of like a friggin'
0: modern take on exactly.
1: bloody much ado about nothing?
0: Yeah, munch munch a poo about nothing. Munch my poo again. That scatological nothing. baby Man, Ah, hey. uh, yeah. <laughs> okay, yeah. It fucks. Well, it's a city on a
1: river, and don't you ever forget it, kid.
0: Thank you so much, ladies and gentlemen, for enduring another. Outstanding episode of Unpacking Brisbane. Our fan base is only growing every week. Uh, Last time we checked, 1.2 million people had listened to this show. So join the herd, uh, join the the number. You know, we're going to start flashing gang signals around to show you're an Unpakistani. That's awesome. Uh, And if you want to see us, I'm sure there'll be live shows soon, but we're playing lefties with the mangroves, not the Kelvin Groves. On March 25th, there's going to be a quick little free gig at Greaser, like a bit of a warm-up on March 6th. Oh, yeah. Uh, So, you know, can't wait to see you all there. Can't wait to see you in our inbox messaging us. Mm. Keep telling us about suburbs, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, great. Can't wait for it. I'll see you next time, guys. Thanks for getting
1: involved.